It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. And it really helped foster a good portion of my vocation, I think. It provided the, the seedbed um, where I could listen to the Lord and what He was calling me to do in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you by Banditos, fresh, made daily. In Flavor of the Week, Kyle sits down with one of our local priests to sample variations of a favorite food or drink while they discuss the ins and outs of life as a priest. Welcome to Flavor of the Week. I'm Kyle Hyman, here with one of our priests, Father Spencer St. Louis. How are you doing? Great to be with you, Kyle. <laughs> it's so doing good well. to see you again. So Flavor of the Week is sponsored by Banditos. Right. We always like to plug them. But they're very generous in saying, you don't have to go to Banditos for all of your food. We realize different priests have different things. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun to have something that a priest is excited about. Right, right, definitely. And so when asking where you wanted to go, you said, I was, I was kind of surprised, Jimmy John's. It is amazing. And normally we don't plug the place that we're at. Right. Anything, but they're providing it for free for us. Yep. And yep. this is maybe partially because you have a connection here. I, I do. I know the owners. Yeah, um, they're, they're good parishioners at, at one of our parishes. So but uh, not not just that, you know, them, but are also related to them. That, that might be the case. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, my my parents and my sister and brother in law own this particular Jimmy John's. So it's a lot of fun um, in, in Auburn. So right. Right. You can check yep. it out. Yep. You know, my love of Jimmy John's was before they even owned the store. Uh-huh. Um, I really enjoyed going here for a long time. And when I would go off to school, I would crave Jimmy John's. And like, there was Subway in Rome. In, but in, in Rome, you wanted right, Jimmy John's. Right, I wanted Jimmy John's. Um, and I would crave it coming home. I was met at the airport usually with the Jimmy John's sandwich. So, uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's just delicious. Is this a thing that your family has done is owning restaurants? Not usually. This is actually the first one that they've owned. Okay. Um, so they're figuring it all out, getting used to it all. So... So what was growing up like? And would you say that you had a typical childhood? I would say so. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't my, know what that, that means. Right. Like, I mean, in my own typical. head, I thought it was normal. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe to other people, it didn't seem like normal. But yeah, I grew up, mom and dad were, were both home. Dad would work. Mom stayed home with us. I had one older sister, Olivia, who's five years older than me, took really good care of me, taught me a lot of things growing up. Uh-huh. So Did you guys fight? I'm sure we did, you know, just like any other kids, but it wasn't too too common for us to be fighting. Oh, I, like I remember like my sister and I, we fought a lot. Yeah. No, we so, were two years apart. Okay. So maybe that was I don't a, know, a that, bit different. Yeah. You know? She was a bit older than me and, and, you know, looked out for me. So yeah. that, that was helpful. But yeah, just growing up, you know, normal, grew up at Samuels in Nepal in Fort Wayne uh-huh. and just, you know, enjoyed going to church and the mass and everything over time became really more focused on the faith and closer to our Lord through things like serving at mass and going to the chapel on weekdays even and just praying for 10 minutes or doing a holy hour as a family things like that just help make the faith normal so maybe that's not was that yeah i don't think holy hour as a family is is a normal thing it's a good thing yeah and how did that look like was it a regular every week at this time you guys did that or usually with simonson's growing up we had uh holy hours on wednesday there was usually until i want to say until four and so my sister and I, you know, we would be picked up by my mom after school and then we would head over to the chapel, usually for 10 minutes on a normal day. And then okay. on Wednesday, we'd stay for the, for the hour. Huh. How old are you at the time? Uh, at the time, that was middle school. And what so, would you do for an hour? Right. So as a middle uh, school student, as a middle school student, I would read spiritual readings or the Bible. Okay. Um, just pray. Uh, the rosary was a good, a good prayer that I would always turn to sit there, 
just handing over, you know, either the frustrations of the day or what was going on in life, my relationships with my friends, just handed over to the Lord and different aspects of that. But it just really taught me how to how to be quiet, how to be with the Lord, how to pray. And it really helped foster a good portion of my vocation, I think. It provided the, the seedbed sure. um, where I could listen to the Lord and what he was calling me to do in my life. Did you ever feel like it was boring or stupid as a middle school student? I'm, I'm, you sound right now like, like right. this was like a deeply enriching thing, right. something that you really dove into and, and yeah. loved. Yeah. And there, but there, was there any resistance? Like, mom, do we have to do this? Just like any kid, I'm sure. Um, you My know, friends are all playing kickball or exactly, whatever. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Or just like, you know, having homework and yeah. wanting to go back and play video games or whatever with my friends. There were those moments, I'm sure. And, you know, sitting there, even if I was bored, um, knowing now just the impact that it had on my life, even just being in the presence of our Lord. Hmm. While I might have been bored at that time for some of them, I'm sure that the Lord was working in my heart in different ways. So even though you know I might not have wanted to go, I'm really appreciative of my parents that, that have taken us there. You mentioned spiritual reading, right? Do you remember any of the books that you're reading in middle school? I read, there were some Matthew Kelly books that okay. I was working on. And then I remember reading Scott Hahn's The Lamb's Supper. Okay. So that was a good one. Um, that's, just, a, that's a little advanced a little for advanced. middle school. Yeah. But I think it was really important just to challenge myself too. Because uh-huh. I think looking at a lot of different programs in the world that we have, you know, some of them aren't always challenging to mm-hmm. our youth. And I think that a lot of our youth are capable of more than what we give them credit for. So it's really important to, to know where they're at, but also to be able to push them and raise them up to a higher level as well. Were you involved with the Life Team program there? I was, yeah, all four years of high school. Okay. I missed one retreat because I had a Boy Scout event that was out of town uh, <laughs> that I had to go to. But overall, I was very active in the youth group at Simonson's. Went almost weekly, as long as the schedule permitted. And I would go to the Wednesday night ministry hours that we just broke down that weekend's readings. And it was great because you know, Nate Pru had set up that program. It was a uh-huh. great program focusing on you know what would be happening this Sunday at Mass. But then, you know, you had your friends there. It was always fun because Nate was the one running it. Uh-huh. And it just broke down everything in a way that was engaging, but also challenging and, and pushing us further. Huh. It seems like there's a lot of our seminarians and priests mm-hmm. that were either students in the Life Team program or volunteer, like core members. Right. Uh, I think Father Ben Mullenkamp was Father Ben was uh, on part the, of the team. Yeah, he was on the team there. I know Brian Eisenbarger, who's one of our seminarians yeah. right now, he was on core team when I was actually in life team. And so that's always fun for him. And I just joke around about that. Is that just that the program was attracting people that were holy or, or wanted to be holy? Or is there something about it that was fostering vocations to the religious life? I think there's a bit of both. Uh-huh. You know, those who are seeking the path of holiness always seek to find places that will always promote that and that will encourage that and help nurture and develop it. And the Life Team program had that aspect in there. But then also just being able to be with your friends who are on this path with you. One of the phrases that we would use in in school in Rome was in Camino and CMA, on the way together. By going with your friends, you were able to, to go on the way together, you know, seeking that holiness, striving after God, who he is in your life and encountering him, especially through the Eucharist, but also in prayer together with them but being guided by those who are older in the faith and being able to help nurture that along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So. That kind of mentoring slash, I guess, setting an example. Right. And I could do that. I could be whole, I could go to church. I could pray right. like the person that's 
a little bit older than me. Right. And then we always huge. add the uh, the help of one of the priests at St. Vincent's. We were always blessed to have a young priest usually who would oftentimes come to the like teen events mm-hmm. and, you know, they would lead mass at the retreats and things like that. But they would also come to the weekly meetings and just to have those examples in our life of, you know, priests who are young, happy and seeking holiness it, that help foster vocations, I think. So while you were talking there, we had yep. some a sandwich delivery. That's right. We also have some chips here, too. Some chips, yeah. So what, what sandwich are we starting with? So I believe we're starting with the number seven, Okay. Uh, which is the Italian. It's one of their two Italians, but this one has the hot peppers and the salami, I think. Ooh, so this is this hot is peppers. My, is that yeah. is that something you're into? They're not overly hot. So okay. they're, they're good and they give a little kick, but they aren't like, you know, crazy spicy. Yeah. Did you have much spicy stuff over in Rome? There's, I don't feel like Italians known for its spicy food. Not usually. There was a couple Indian stores nearby, Indian restaurants. They would, you know, pack the the flavor and the heat. Uh-huh. But those were more of a treat to go out to, okay. rather than the the normal pasta yeah. that we were used to. All right. So, jump in here. So this is your favorite. Mm-hmm. It's like your go-to. This is it. So maybe we should have saved that for last. Maybe. But I'm like always open your to your dessert new sandwich, right? <laughs> <laughs> the one where you're full and you're like, "No, I need to eat it." Oh, that's true. That's very good. Yeah, normally I load it up with tomatoes and onions and things like that, so it's it just adds on to the flavor. But the hot peppers give it a nice little change to it yeah. too. Like you said, not super spicy, mm-hmm. but gives it a little flavor. So is this what you had delivered to you at the airport? This, the is, this is normally what would come. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so good. You know, the, the different meats, having the cheese on there. But then the bread, too. You know, the bread is soft because it's it's usually fresh. I feel like Italian bread, even if it's fresh, mm-hmm. maybe I'm thinking of French bread. I don't know. Well, this, it's so like, this is on it's like French. harder. Right. Which, so what's the, what's the bread that's like, it's, you really bite into it. And you right. I think that's, like you're that's more like a hurt. French baguette. Okay. You know, that you would baguette, get. This one. Um, I think it's intended to be like that. But this right. is the French bread. Okay. So it's it's meant to be the, the softer, having somewhat of a hard outside, but then that, that nice soft interior. Well, so. I think we're going to have to do a whole thing on Rome. I like it, yeah. Because there's a lot to talk about there. Yep. But high school, you're doing life teen. Mm-hmm. What else is, is keeping you busy? What, what hobbies? So I was very involved in the Boy Scouts. Right, right. Eagle uh, Scout? Eagle Scout, yep. Okay. What yep. was your Eagle Scout project? I helped do a um, is that what donation. You call it? Yeah, an Eagle yep. Scout project. Okay. Mine was the donation center for the St. Vincent Paul Society for like the canned goods and things like that Mm -hmm. um, at St. Vincent's. And then we also did a canned food drive among the troop to help kind of restock their shelves a little bit. And so it was like the the planning out and then the building of the actual donation center. But then also like you built a building or I mean, it's it's shelves in a room or something. It's a nice box, but it's on wheels because I noticed that a lot of times the volunteers for St. Vincent Paul Society were older. And they'd have to make trip after trip out to their car, taking the canned goods there. And so just realizing that if they had, you know, a nice giant box that was on the wheels, they could wheel it out from inside the church all the way out to their car. So it's only one trip, trying to make their lives a little easier. But then also it's a bit more sturdy than what was previously there Uh and a little more visible as well, trying to help keep the, the need there in the eyes of the people as they walk out of church. And then on the front, there was also a dry erase board so that they could write whatever they needed on yeah. it. Um, that way, if people were like, oh, like, you know, a can of beans or whatever, well, I'm going to the grocery store right after this so I can pick that up while I'm there. You should put that on Pinterest. It was, this would blow right. up. Right. Like, everybody yeah. would want to make their own little 
St. Vincent de Paul donation thing for their parish. And, and it'd be helpful, you know. So can you start a fire with just rubbing sticks together? We had a couple troops that had come to camp. I was on summer camp staff for two years. <laughs> and there were a couple troops that that's all they did. They wouldn't allow their kids <laughs> to use matches. Uh-huh. And, you know, I would go around to the different sites and, and they tried getting me to do it. But I could not for the life of me get it working. I, I definitely <laughs> use matches when uh-huh. I start my fire. But usually it's it's a one match start. Okay. Um, sometimes it's a two. It's do definitely you, an art. Do you feel like a failure when that happens? Light in the, the second the match? Second match. Like. Sometimes. It, it, you know, it's it's just like any good craftsman. They uh-huh. usually blame the environment or whatever's going on. Um, so, like, it's always yeah. it's always the wet wood. That, right. That's what the second match is for. Yeah. So, so I was, oh, my. There's, there's a, this is like a, enough food for 20 of us. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, so uh, we did the number seven and right. then you, we've got a tuna so, one a tuna coming up a BLT, BLT and then what's called the gargantuan okay and to my understanding I've never really gotten the gargantuan so that should be the pinnacle what, what's climax. the little sidekick over here that's probably yep a pickle oh a pickle yep okay. so they sell pickles quartered uh-huh. um, which is always a good side okay so other high school activities other high school activities really was split between those two okay um, were my, my two big things because you know involved with scouts that took up a lot of time just working on merit badges, things like that, our weekly meetings. It took up a lot of time in summer when I was on camp staff. But then also I was involved with their, what we called the National Honor Society for the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. And I took leadership roles in that, where at one point I was representing 55 counties of Indiana and Ohio, six councils. It was called the Order of the Arrow, and it was set up for teaching leadership skills, how to run meetings, how to collaborate with people from other areas. Huh. Um, yeah, so I learned a lot from the Boy Scouts, not just, you know, how to tie knots and things like that. I certainly did those, but then also a lot of leadership skills that were important for me now reflecting back yeah. on where God's called me to just being able to have opportunities for public speaking to help, you know, get over nerves and, mm-hmm. and issues with that that I had growing up. Wow, and then also, too? My goodness. <laughs> um, just being able to grow in those areas that really helped me become an adult, but also to grow in the ways that the Lord needed me to, to do that. So do you get nervous speaking? I do. Yes. Still? Still. I've learned different <laughs> ways of trying to overcome it, but the nerves are still there, whether you know we show them or not, but yeah. it's still there. So for homilies? Homilies, yep. Not as much anymore. And I think the more that I'll, I do it, yeah. the more I'll become comfortable with it. Yeah. But it's still a little nerve wracking, you know, thinking them up and praying with the material, but then also seeing... You know, how can we be an instrument for the Lord in this? So you mentioned video games, right? Was that a big, big thing for it, you? Yeah, I just I think like any you know kid growing up. What was the and, game system? So I grew up both on the N sixty four, the GameCube, and then at the the tail end was the Wii. Okay, um, but mostly the N sixty four and the GameCube were the go tos. What game do you think you'd be better than most? Yeah, I don't know about better than most. Um, if you if you were entered in a competition today, which one would you think this is the one I have the best shot at? Super Smash Brothers, probably okay. on the GameCube. We actually had some of my friends at school would bring out their game systems, <laughs> and we we in had, Rome. Yeah, uh-huh. we had Super Smash Brothers competitions mostly on Thanksgiving because we were kind of allowed to skip class that day because it was our our national holiday back uh-huh. home, <laughs> and we would have Wii competitions of Super Smash Brothers, and they would go all day. Like we would go for the mandatory prayer and mass and things like that, our big, you know, dinner. But if we weren't at a scheduled event, we were playing Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I if I had to pick one now, 
it would probably be Super Smash Brothers. Do you still have it? I do. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's at my parents' house, so I don't play it oh, okay. that much anymore. But every once in a while, we'll dust off the old system. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like we need to move on to some other flavors Sounds and good. other conversations here. But okay. we'll just wrap this one up, and you'll have to join us next week for Flavor of the Week Part 2 to find out more. Thank you to Father Spencer St. Louis, and thank you to Jimmy John's for providing the food and Bandinas for sponsoring Flavor of the Week. If you'd like to support this show and other great audio programming, go to RedeemerRadio.com and click donate. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.